0: Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one trying to make a video game. I've got someone here that can help you. And that someone is Intel, which is not a someone, it's a company. But this company, they are going to help you as if they were a somebody and a someone and also a something. Check out software.intel.com slash gamedev to find out how intel is making sure all the innovation in gaming continues to happen on the pc as part of the intel game dev program again that url is software.intel.com gamedev game dev sign up and start something new In the office, or not in the office at all, or traveling for the holiday break, sort of thing. Uh, And so, what we've done is we've gotten together and we're going to decide some game of the year categories. We've already done a few this week. This is, uh, I believe, entry three in our five part series that will culminate with uh, us actually picking the top 10 best games of the year at the end of this week. Uh, For this episode, we are going to go over, let me see, I don't even remember now, Uh, standout gaming moment, best rating, and best ongoing game. Uh, which I'm not even sure if that's what we're going to call that category, but that's fine for now. Uh, with it's a work me, in progress. Exactly. With me is the dude just docking there is uh, Mike Minotti. Go ahead and say hi to everybody, Mike. You can't prove that's me. And Stephanie Chan. Say hi, Stephanie. Hello. Can, how do we prove that it's really Mike, Stephanie? That's where I'm, that's where I'm lost. where oh, I am lost. got to figure something out.
1: He's disappeared into his bunker
2: for several I, years I, now.
0: Is Mega Man good? Hey, yes, it is. Oh, <laughs>
2: We did it. We did, did it. My, do my moments have to count for games that came out this year?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs>
2: just to let everyone know, I beat Mega Man 3 without dying yesterday, and it was a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah I saw your tweet. I was very I was very <laughs> proud of you. Oh, yeah, thank you. I, I literally opened a bottle of Don Perignon that I've had uh, laying oh, around yeah, for, yeah. like, uh, what, since 1999. That's
0: so, so uh, Man, that's, really that's what I that, – those are, those are the occasions I save stuff like that for. <laughs> Man, that is – that is okay. So, it is definitely Mike Minotti. <laughs> it yeah. <laughs> this will be very like pe- this will play in court. The judge will accept <laughs> this as evidence. Um, and, you know, Mike kind of started us off there with with a gaming moment. I think that's the category we could probably start with. Um, this I, I wrote this category award title as standout gaming moment uh, for a specific reason because it's it's both about moments in a game and the moments you experience uh, that are personal to you. So. Um, like if you accomplish something in a game, like Mike said, like beating Mega Man three without dying, that counts. But so does a really well written moment in game in a game. And we're gonna kind of mix these all together and try to pick some uh, top ones. If if it's such a personal experience that it only happened to you, that probably won't, we probably won't pick that. But if it's something that we think a lot of people might have felt similar similarly about, then yeah, that might work. So. Um, I, why don't we hop in here? Um, I think I can hear Mike still. Well, he was still typing these away. I tried uh, it quietly. I, I'm trying to quiet. I'm good. I got this. Yeah, he's he's good. He's uh he says he was going to go on the fly. He's in, entering some right now. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start with one of mine just to kick us off. Um, you know, let me start with my actually my maybe my favorite one. Um, getting my first chicken dinner in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Um, I I really like. Yeah, I really like. Good stories and games, and I like writing some of the time. Uh, it has to be very, very good. There is a game that I, I put a couple of moments from Wolfenstein Two that I picked out specifically because it, it had so many great moments. Um, but the things I respond to most in the gaming are, uh, are are the things that the gameplay and the mechanics create, or the systems create. Uh, and for me, that was that was winning a game of PUBG, which is just a, a, a when it came out in March or April, I got on pretty quickly. And I probably spent that first whole month playing the solo version by myself, trying to just get my first win. And it took a really long time. And I think I had played probably about 90 hours before I finally won a single match. Um, so then when you get to that point where you're in that final five and you've been there a couple times before and you finished up number three or number two and it, it hurts so bad because you're so close and, it, uh, and you can feel yourself getting better but you're still not good enough um, – that can get really like it gets intimidating. Like you're like, what if I never do this? And you start like putting off other games because I'm like, okay, no, I have to accomplish this. I have to do this before I can move on. It's an albatross around my neck now. Um, so when I got to the point where I was in a match and I was in the top five, and I just saw everything unfolding in front of me, where you know I saw the other like the four other people right over there. Uh, you know, I could see them fighting each other, and I got set up in a way to stay off to the side and pick them off when I could. And like one ran in front of me and I threw a flash, a flash grenade, stunned him, took him out. And that drew everyone else out looking for looking for me, but they all spotted each other. And they, the, the other three, like two of them died. And I took out the last one and got my win. And it was just, I don't know. It was ecstatic. It was awesome. Um, and I, I think that is something that I, uh, most people who have played the game and gotten a chicken dinner would, uh, feel similar, similarly about, um, do you guys I, I, maybe before we get into some of these story moments, do you guys have anything along those lines? No, because my big
2: competitive game is, is Overwatch, and you know, you're winning half of your games there, right? So that's kind right. of the neat thing about PUBG, right? Is that yes. the win is so kind of elusive. And there's still like an accomplishment from like, oh, I did pretty good um, you know, this time or whatnot. I do like the deathmatch mode they added into Overwatch, uh just because it is like that I can feel good about winning that, maybe Right. Like, oh, look, okay, I went up against these other people. Even though it's like I'm not a super fair mode because these characters aren't really balanced for that, I you know, still pat myself on the back for that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, in that case, I guess we can can get into some of these other ones. Um, Steph, why don't we start with you? Uh, let, let's You know what? Let's talk about Near Automata. Uh-oh. Let's do it. I'm actually, I might surprise you guys. I know I've been saying how much I don't like this game, but there's some moments in this game that I really, really <coughs> like. So lay it on us, Steph. I s yeah. I'm very interested in because just the way you wrote this.
1: I just I just wrote Starts Crying because it's near Automat. <laughs> because there are there's like there are little moments where you really get just stabbed in the heart throughout the game. Because I so the first place I went in not knowing anything. And I'm brought way through my second playthrough and then I got spoiled and I'm just emotionally scarred and I need support right now in my life because I found out that to be dies, and then you find out all this other stuff afterwards, you know, and I, I watched a scene on YouTube where this is my moment where, where Nine Nine S takes her arm off her corpse and attaches it to himself. And I was just like, Oh no, nothing will ever <laughs> be okay ever again. <laughs> and it's just like this convoluted love story, slash, you know, all this other stuff with even moist, more spoilers about their like really complex, complex relationship. And it's just really like, I'm still not over it. And I'm really concerned about when I get to that point in the game, because I'm going to, I'm going to finish it. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> worried for future Stephanie, how I'm just going to, I'm going to need to like block off like a couple days or something mm-hmm. and just be like
0: I M- just morning need-. days of mourning for sure. Yeah. 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 So,
1: yeah. You know.
2: I, yeah, <laughs> I will say exactly. that that moment got me pretty. Like I actually played through it, and that happened. I didn't know it was coming, and I was full on like, "Yeah, 2B's Tubi, good. 2B's good. 2 uh, my wa- waifu. Uh, I like it." And then gut punch like, "No, why you do this?"
1: It's just our robot boyfriend and girlfriend. Leave them yeah, alone. Let's like be happy.
2: Exactly like. <laughs> Leave him be. Although I will say there is more to it that you don't quite know yet, Steph. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's why I'm concerned
1: because I've seen like little bits and pieces here and there, like her recording in her little like flight mech thing to him, and I'm just like, oh god, there's just gonna be layers and layers of heartbreak in this game, and I'm just gonna be strolling along, you know, doing a side
2: quest. (laughs) It's it's not Happy Go Lucky. It's not yeah. It's it's not Mario.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not. If I were to pick a moment from Near, it would be um, the very beginning of playthrough B, where before oh, you take the control. Point. Yeah, before you take control of Nine S, and yeah. you're playing as one of the, the of one of the sad, sort of half broken, half like you know useless robot, and he just keeps saying brother, brother. And oh, that's so good.
2: Yeah, They're you see so that and
0: he's talking about one of his other robot pals that's right there, who he considers his brother or maybe is his brother, maybe, and he it's that this other robot's dead and the 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 robot that you're playing as is like brother brother and keeps going back and forth trying to get oil to pour on the his brother to bring him back to life because he thinks that's how it, it works and you walk around the edge to get the bucket and you're holding the bucket, and you're like, okay, there's some oil right over there. I just got to go get it. And you can walk right up to it, and the game lets you fill up the bucket slowly. And then once you have it, you turn around. You're like, okay, maybe this will work. I, you know, because I didn't know at this point. I don't, I, I, don't know how this works. So you start walking back, and you try to take the shortest path, and your robot trips on this little, this little oh, like piece of, of metal or whatever, and drops the bucket and spills everywhere and it's just devastating you go fill it up again and pour it on it and nothing <laughs> yeah. happens and the robot's still dead it's so good and, and, and then like no, then the
2: main character like yeah. the main character like looks at you and like laughs like ha ha it's people
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. and it's like and like oh, I have not played all the way through it and already I'm like oh boy oh 9s i don't think you need to like really say this sort of shit because you need to look at yourself right now, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. like, you're a robot too. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, if you're talking about dying as a robot and like coming back to life, like you like literally, I just literally just played through a moment where you came back to life as a robot. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that was, that was, that really got me and made me think, okay, I actually will keep playing through this, although I haven't yet. And I'm, I think I am, I'll get over the hump. Um,
1: there's so many little moments. It's like a mechanic moment at the beginning is when you first die. And this, the credit scroll, and then as like Mike earlier, it just filled me with existential dread throughout the rest of the game because I was constantly like, oh, "It's been a while since I saved,"
2: you know. That's the that's so. great thing too is like, there's like the what three or four or five forget like the actual like ending things, but there's all these like joke endings, right? There's too. 20,
0: it's twenty six different yeah. endings, but only five are like those real substantial ones, and the other ones are yeah, half jokes. And uh, that so. stuff is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else from Near that I would that i would call out i don't know that that moment was the biggest one um mike why don't you give us one i think the big one for me is uh obviously i liked super mario Odyssey, and there were a lot of uh really
2: cool moments uh in that game uh a lot of things that i'm stuff at the end i don't even want to talk about just like discovering that oh i can actually capture this thing and become that thing
0: hey we Uh, need full spoilers here this is the yeah you need to be prepared for that yeah but that's not my moment anyways the the,
2: the, the best moment the best moment is uh in the new doc city level, uh, when you're kind of like go, first go there, it is rainy and you do this kind of fun, like boss fight on the tower. Uh, but then like, once you do a little bit of the open world thing, you kind of s- help set up this festival and then you do the festival and it's just this level. It's mostly like doing that two B stuff, right? Uh, to be, am thinking of near two d stuff. <laughs> d. Wow, I was like the very dimension. confused. The, t- the dimension, uh, like, it's like Mario the platforming with time, the, I don't know with the retro side-scrolling things, but you're kind of like working your way up like this tower and uh, uh they're, they're playing that song that uh, jump up superstar. There's fireworks everywhere. It's nighttime. It's just crazy looking and it's just super fun. It's super exciting. Uh, it's just like one of the best levels I've seen in a game in recent memory.
0: Yeah. It's, it, it's a moment of like high production in terms of presentation. That's very directed where the, you know most of the game is no you just kind of you'll you'll see some shit out there we we made it so you can just run in any direction and you'll find something we promise uh this was a the moment they're like no give us the reins a little bit and we're going to show you a really good time and it worked it really worked for me and it was a, it was like very respectful uh uh and uh you know re- reverent of Mario's history um it, yeah it was cool to see literally like
2: donkey kong comp- like a lot of times there's a lot of references to super mario bros but it was cool to see like Yeah, Donkey
0: Kong take a lot of the kind of uh, reins there. For sure. Yeah, I I like that moment a ton. Uh, Stephanie, how far into Mario did you get before you got bored, I guess? Uh,
1: I think I'm in a jungle somewhere still. (laughs) I I think it's it's okay. Oh, oh my God. It's good. It's fine. It keeps it's almost worse than
0: hating it. Yeah, because it, it keeps getting better, too. That's the thing. So I, I, have you played through New, New Donk City?
1: No, not yet. Okay. So, At least get through I, I, I,
0: this. At least get yeah. through New, New Donk City. Okay. That's all I ask. Um,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll revisit it. I'll have some time over the holidays, I think. I just There's so many other things to play, though, that are
2: more interesting than that's for <laughs> um, uh, more, Nothing's more interesting. <laughs> nothing's more interesting.
0: <laughs> My, there there are some other moments for Mario I at least want to talk about. Like, I mean, when you uh, – I guess we could – I mean, you're not going to care about spoilers, really, Stephanie. You, you don't have a lot of nostalgia for Mario, right? She's not playing this game. Yeah, I know. What's, what's
1: really. a Mario spoiler? <laughs> what's a you Mario? You need a new enemy? Like, oh my God. there's no one. Oh,
0: yeah. oh <laughs> this is one of those things. Oh, my God. My friend trolls me about this. Like like, you cannot spoil Mario. <laughs> 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 you can, oh, you can spoil you can, Mario. Spoil experiences, which are way more important than some stupid writing uh sorry. <laughs> sorry says the writer yeah exactly uh exactly i uh at the end you take over bowser and no, it's so cool it's awesome it's it's like such a they, they, that's another good moment where they're like they're gonna play a mu- or play a song that has really silly lyrics and it, it feels cinematic which is very weird for a nintendo game at least a mario game um and i don't the whole thing you're kind of wondering like is that gonna happen is that gonna yeah. be a thing are they gonna let me do that right exactly and they do yeah i'm, I'm glad they didn't they, they pay that off they know they can't really introduce that uh, it, without coming up with a good reason why you can't or just letting you do it and they let you do it and it's again it's a really good moment it's a really good way to cap off that first that first playthrough right
2: this this is more cap of a it me th- uh-huh. <laughs> Damn this, man, i didn't even more, realize him this is more of a me thing but it was definitely uh one of my favorite moments when i uh got nine hundred and ninety nine moons. I mean They're kind yeah. of like spending a lot of extra time going back, getting all of them, still just having a ton of fun the entire time.
0: Uh like making
2: that accomplishment happen
0: was great. How do you feel about uh, uh did you like have any excitement or feeling of accomplishment when you beat darker side of the moon? yeah that one was yeah that 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 whole kind of final level thing was cool and that's a there,
2: there are some mario games specifically like mario world that have like that extra hard final level which is neat i thought that one was super fun and it did take me kind of like a couple of days of going through that right. to get it down and that's it was cool right kind now. of like yeah it's cool to like see your progress right like at first like you you start like zipping by the areas that exactly. gave you trouble before and yeah working your way to the
0: new it's, ones it starts with like a way to get uh We'd go from three hearts to six hearts, and I'm just—I like, don't need the six hearts. I can get to the next point. Right? Yeah. No. I, yeah. I don't, yeah.
2: I don't even bother with the the six hearts right away. I just go to the uh, yeah.
0: That the one by the pyramid. That's yeah, the Sphinx. Later. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, uh, that's where I'm at right now. I've I haven't really had a lot of time to, to perfect my run, but it, it is a really cool way to play a Mario level. It's uh a very it's different and fresh, and I kind of hope I'm like sitting here thinking, man, a new. A new Super Mario, you know, Odyssey. Like, what does that look like? Do I just want more DLC that plays on this stuff, or do I want a whole new game that has a lot more of this stuff in the back half? I would love a
2: Mario Odyssey uh, 2.
0: Yeah, so, I don't know. But, yeah, this level's making me think that, I can't wait to beat it, because I'm sure it probably would have ended up on this list for me. Um, Let's see. I I got a bunch of Wolfenstein ones, if you guys want to indulge me.
2: Uh, Go for it. Yeah. I, this is like the last one on my list that I need to play. Still, you haven't even. Okay, god damn it. <laughs> well, look, I've been working on everything else. I, I spent all day yesterday playing Mega Man
0: Three, which was a good decision. <laughs> the hell with your new game? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, huh. I'm trying. Let me see if I, I really have one that I want to stand above the rest. Um. There's the beheading. There's the meeting, dad. <laughs> so pleasant. Yeah. I it, that that scene is. So up and down, such a roller coaster that it actually almost is pleasant. Just the way that whole thing goes. I um, have think from the trailer with the the lady, the with the axe. No, that's the, the very beginning. Show. That's the that's another uh, beheading. There's multiple beheadings. <laughs> <So if laughs> Why I'm beheading honest,
2: so many people? If I'm being honest, a Nazis.
0: Yeah, come on, Nazis. Um, it's it's tough. I, I okay. So I think I'll go with meeting the director, and then I'll have another one that I actually didn't write down. Um, so in. The, the in the lead up to Wolfenstein 2's release they did some advertising that showed the back of a character's head that people were like oh maybe it'll be he'll be in this one maybe he won't be uh we saw it like, okay he's going to be in this game turns out that he uh is on Venus and you meet him when you go to I don't I don't you, you neither of you have played it so I like actually hesitant to spoil some of these things because they really uh-huh. are so incredible um so I'm gonna say who the character is. It's Adolf Hitler. It makes you feel
2: any better? I'm not paying attention.
0: Yeah, fair enough. That helps. <laughs> um, so you so you go to Venus and you're gonna play this character in this movie as a way to infiltrate this place to, to you know basically d- d- disable it so you can do another mission or whatever. That doesn't matter so much. Uh, but you, you're pretending to be an actor and. You, see, you go to Venus, you meet Adolf Hitler, who's going to be this guest director on this movie or this episode of a TV show, it wasn't clear. Uh, and you're there with a couple other actors who are all trying to get this part, uh, and Hitler comes on, and he starts talking to some of you, uh, and he meets one named Ronnie, who is very... He, uh, he's like a, a sick syco- a sycophantic. I can never say that word correctly, but he's like always, he's like sniveling and trying to uh, play up to the power and say, Oh man, you're so great. You guys are so, you know, do such a good job. I'm such a, an admirer of your work. I just want to be an actor in wholesome films. And he, uh, he does something. I can't remember exactly what, but he makes Hitler nervous who happens to be a paranoid guy. Um, and Hitler says, Oh wait, are you, are you a Jew? Are are you a Jew? And he, he takes out his gun. He's like, wait, huh? And he shoots him in the head. And if you go afterwards, like after this happens, and looks at the, look at the guy's um, his chair where he's sitting, he has some paperwork, and it says uh, his last name, and it's covered, and the last three letters are G-A-N, and it's pretty clear that this guy is Ronald Reagan. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, so that's that's incredible. And then you get your chance to go and actually audition for the part, and you stand up, and you walk across, and they hand you a gun. A loaded gun, because you guys are going to be, you know, this is like Hitler wants it to be real, and you get a chance to earn an achievement, which is shoot Hitler in the head. And the game's automatically over. There's so many guards around, they'll kill you, but you get an achievement for that. And it's like, you want to, you you get to a point where you sort of want to check and see if other people who have played through this game, if they have that achievement or not, so you know if they're on the up and up. It's almost like a moral test. Like Microsoft should probably just keep, you know, or whoever, like what they should just keep a, a log of people who've played this game and whether or not they have this achievement, just send it off to like the right, you know, people to, to understand and know like who's who. Um, and, yeah. And it, it, it just kind of keeps a- ample, you know, exca- ex- uh, excuse me, escalating from there um, to a point where then you go in and you do, do your audition for real and, and impress Hitler and they love it. And I don't know. It's, it's yeah, a good yeah. scene, but there's just some of these really, small moments inside of it that make it like way better. And it shows like, Oh, these are like really good writers. They could have done Hitler and Wolfenstein too. in so many really dumb ways that came off really poorly and they actually handled it really well. Uh, so, so I really appreciated it. Um, the other thing about Wolfenstein too, I'll say is just the way it pays off some of its stuff. So there's a, a these are a couple of moments, but the the one I will talk about, which is pretty basic is it, it, it and exa- It's an you know it, an example of how good the storytelling is. Is your wife is pregnant? Your BJ Blazkowicz. your wife is pregnant. You guys aren't married. Uh, you could tell the BJ wants to marry her because at the very beginning of, uh, beginning of the game, he's having a flashback with his mom, and she hands him a wedding ring and says, "Hey, you can ask someone you know eventually with this wi- this ring that's been in our family. Uh, just don't show your father because your father's a bad guy." Um, and it's something they don't bring up again until about halfway through the through the game where you go back home. And it's clear that now, it's clear that he's going home to get that ring. It's somewhere in the house. He's going to go find it. Um, and he, during that sequence, you actually deal with some stuff with your father in that scene that's very good. Uh, but I'll let you guys see that for yourselves. Uh, but you get the ring and it gives you a nice reminder. Like, oh yeah, there's this ring. It's Here it is. That Yeah, that's, huh. There's something going to have to happen with this, right? And then you play through the rest of the game and sort of forget about it again. And then as the credits are playing, he does get down and asks her to marry him. And it's such a, it was such a a really refreshing and sort of tight story where it's like just these three beats throughout the entire game told such a simple and elegant story inside of this video game that is otherwise very, sometimes very silly. A lot of the time, very violent. Uh, But it, you know, it, it also always knows where its heart is. And I thought this was a good example of that. Uh, But yeah, there's some other stuff I could talk about from Wolfenstein, but those are the moments I wanted to touch on the most. Uh, Stephanie, why don't we get to you? You have some other ones uh, that you wanted to get on.
1: Oh yeah, Um, I think this one sort of blew everyone away during the demos, like at E3 and PAX and the other events. But uh, in What Remains of Edith Finch, the cannery scene with uh, Lewis Finch, where you know you 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 play sort of like the daydream character and like this fantasy world with one joystick, and then with the other you're like just beheading fish. Um, I just thought that was that game is full of really great little moments but that's That's just so memorable yeah yeah it's just incredible and it just really puts you in that mindset of like multitasking Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like all around just terrific i think
0: yeah i i was kind of blown away I, i had not seen anything from that actually until i played it this past week finally um and so when that moment came along and you're doing the one thing with the left analog stick and the other with the right analog stick um, and you could feel your brain sort of filling up the space to make sure that you're able to do both of these things at once. Like it's kind of keeping things, it fills up the space in between so you can do them separately. Like it puts like this fog in your head. Like I could feel it physically manifest almost. Um, and, and then, yeah, you get to a point where you are just automatically keeping up with the fish and still focusing instead On the 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 little character, basically, this little character who builds his his own little world to become the king of this world, uh, and it slowly overtakes the rest of the screen. It's yeah, it's very powerful stuff. I was really impressed with that that specific moment, especially from this game.
1: Yeah, and that story, I feel like it's just really relatable, like the desire for escapism and like you know his life is like pretty pretty rough you know and he just kind of retreats into this fantasy world that seems more real to him than his actual life i think it's just like it's just a plus i think
0: just <laughs> let the kids smoke some pot god damn it
1: yeah <laughs> just, just let
0: everyone be happy yeah damn <laughs> yeah i don't know if th- those mechanics really do get that point across really well though so yeah, yeah that, that could be one of our finals for sure i think um mike you've written some stuff yep. down here
2: yeah, I got, uh, one of the big ones is uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. And this is kind of about the end, so another spoiler. But I, I like the whole thing a lot. Uh, but I thought it was really neat. The very final level, is it's a big callback to Uncharted 2, which is where the, the main character's game Chloe originated. It's a train level again. But uh, it's really neat. Did, can you guys hear me? Did I yeah. go away for a second? No, you're, you're here. Okay, you're here. I'm sorry. Everything went real quiet. But yeah, the train level was the best thing in Uncharted Two, which is one of my favorite games. And it was really cool to see them like basically be like, Hey, look, this is now the PlayStation 4. We can do an even bigger, better uh training level uh, with kind of like just more uh, tricks and whatnot, it was just super fun to play through. It just like the same reason why that train level from Atari Two is still impressive. Like that train was actually going through this this large landscape. It was just on this path. It was these neat tricks where like you'd have to like use a sniper rifle to kill people like five trains ahead of you. And if like the train turned, it was like this really weird perspective thing. Yeah, you know, the, the like the, that series is just built on these cool kind of moments like that. These uh, set pieces, and and that was one of the coolest ones I've ever played in the series.
0: Awesome, yeah. That uh, that is one of the things I always notice about Uncharted is they they are very good technically, but they use it in ways. that A lot of times, it's 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 almost invisible, and you don't really realize it until you're like, oh, I'm doing some really cool stuff that I haven't done in games before. Um, uh, Lord of the Mountain. Yeah, this is a this is a good one, Steph. Talk about this one. I like this.
1: Yeah, I think we all have sort of stuff from Zelda, but yeah, just uh, you know, you see that sort of glow off in the distance in the mountains, and you never really. You know, you might be doing some stuff for you know, fighting some divine beasts and things like that. And then, you know, once you eventually get there and you see the Lord of the Mountain for the first time, I was just, like, so blown away. There are like, a lot of little moments like that. Yeah. But that one in particular really stood out to me. Like, I think, I don't think Zelda's, like, a perfect game. I think it's, like, amazing, but it's not perfect. But just the fact that it can replicate that sense of wonder that you're really exploring this world... I think it's just it's
0: like really just memorable. I think it's a yeah, you're right. It's a good example of that sort of thing that does happen pretty often in that in that game. Uh, you can't just go running in any direction, and I'm, I think the way I described it in the, the review is it's like Minecraft if Minecraft were made by Nintendo because you're just oh, you're always going over the, uh, another hill, but then there's always going to be something interesting over every one of those hills. But sometimes it's like a special moment, and that's one of those for sure. I, I really liked uh, trying to uh capture the lord of the mountain and be able to to ride him and kind of figuring that out and realizing I'm supposed to be going pretty slow and really surprise him uh yeah if, if there was a way i think you could do it like you just dr- go up to the one of the two cliffs that are right next to the to his little pond and jump down and try to land right on his back um i think i got that to work once and that was very exciting
1: yeah so, actually Actually hit him the first time I saw him because I thought he was like one of those little like glowy bunnies. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Oh, if I hit him! I'll get something, and then just like all the beauty just evaporated yep, around exactly. me. And I was like, "What have
2: I done? Oops! So, oh no,
0: I've ruined the world." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> am I the bad guy? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, definitely, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I guess more more on Zelda. I, I just liked anytime I made a discovery about the way the systems uh, will actually let you do the thing you want to do. Um. For example, this is one I discovered recently. Like you throw a metal boomerang, and then you switch to your magnetic power, and you could grab the boomerang out of midair while it's still floating in front of you, and hold it out, and it's just like still spinning, and it's this just metal blade now. You could walk around with it and go attack enemies with it, um, and that works because they just built all these systems as a. Uh, they call it basically like a, a chemistry system as opposed to a physics system, which are you know every game has physics. Most most games have physics. Uh, they just built this chemistry system, and it everything works the way it's supposed to. Everything makes sense. And when you go and make a discovery like that, like if if this if this system is real, if they really built it out, and it's it's and it's not just a bunch of smoke and mirrors, I should be able to do this thing. And then you go and try it, and you could do that thing. And it's like, oh my, okay, wow. Uh, and that happened to me over and over, which is h- why it's hard to pick out just one moment from this. But uh, yeah, I, that was that was one of the magic parts of Zelda for sure.
1: I think I I also felt a sense of this, of invincibility when I first started Zelda, and then I set everything around me on fire and died, <laughs> and I was like. Oh, there are consequences in yeah. this world, <laughs> and it just—it it does, as you say, like feel like it's like a real world with real like rules in place that work as you would expect them to, and there aren't any like artificial barriers necessarily, you know. And just added in with like all those little moments where you discover things and you're surprised by things, it just makes for like a, a great gaming experience.
0: It's a—I it, think coming from people that have played games for a long time, it could feel even more magical because, like, you might show something like, oh, yeah, if you want to get across this uh, this gap here in the land, there's like this chasm and there's some trees right here. I'm going to knock down a tree and I'll build a bridge out of this tree. P- I think people who don't play a lot of games would be like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, why? Of course, you're going to be able to do that. Why wouldn't you do that? Um, but for like, like I don't know, I've been playing games so long, like, of course, it's not. No, that's not an option. You can never do that. There's some other trick that here to works. figure it out. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Special game. Um, let's see. Uh, Mike, Persona 5 music? Oh. Uh, is there, t- talk about that. Explain. So, so, uh, you know, Persona 5, it's
2: very, kind, like, it's kind of dungeon-focused, right? Where you go through this calendar, like, every kind of month or so, there's, like, the specific dungeon you're supposed to get through, and you kind of have to manage your time and spend a, a day, a few days, usually, to get through the whole thing. Once you reach the end of the dungeon, there's kind of like a story moment with the understanding of, okay, we're going to come back tomorrow now and basically fight the boss. So... Each dungeon has its own song, but when you uh, get to that moment where you go uh, in for the last day, like, you kind of know, like, this is it. This is the big final push. There's a special song that plays. It's just really catchy, kind of like guitar driven, like, it's like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, And it's always great. I always liked that song. It kind of had like a lead guitar uh, as like the main uh, melody thing towards the end of the game, like about the second to last or third to last dungeon, where like the the plot's really kind of picked up. You're kind of in the final act. It's You're doing with the dungeon. You go back for that final day and you're like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, the song's playing, but instead of like the guitar, it's like a vocal version that comes in. So there's like lyrics now. And like that just pumped me up so much. It was just this really neat moment. I was like, oh yeah, this means this is special now. Like shit's really going down now. I'm super into this.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, most games don't have really great musical cues like that. I, that's one of the things I did like about right. Mario at the end. They 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 tell you it's special by having another big song.
2: Yeah, yeah. A lot of games have good music, but yeah, sometimes they aren't so good about like the cues specifically. And that really was this neat way of like this not only is this song good, but it's like signaling this kind of uh, this feeling from me. Right. And it wasn't just like because specifically of how the song sounds. Even, but just the way that like they kind of presented that song and how it played off of you know past experiences and subverted them in this really fun way. Uh,
0: I only have one more. It was just a uh, beating Cuphead. Um, I think Cuphead's... I okay, did that. Yeah, I think Cuphead's a pretty hard game and it felt pretty good to beat. Uh, yeah, gotta look out for that tutorial. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I actually, yeah, I had someone else come do it. I had Dean come over and beat that for me and then I, I played the round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, love, love you, uh, Dean. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's not much else to say about that. It's a hard game, and it's it's cool to have beaten it. It felt really good at the time. Uh, it's a good. That's a good game. But uh, yeah, we could probably start figuring out the the top three here. Uh, I'm wondering, do you guys have any thoughts about what should be over there for sure?
2: Well, what if we each said our favorite of the ones we said at least?
0: Yeah, might be good. Yeah, that's a, okay. Yeah, why don't you guys start?
2: I I think New Dunk City probably needs to be there. I think that was just uh, the the highlight of uh, one of the best games of the year. For me yeah
1: i think for me it'd be the lewis finch in the cannery with the salmon <laughs> scene
0: i feel like i'm getting spoiled here because those two i would easily i'm easily like ecstatic about both of us because they're both really great <laughs> um yeah i don't know for me mine would actually probably be getting a chicken dinner in PUBG. um i think that's such a it's a a rare experience but it's enough people play that game to know what i mean uh, and it's really, uh, Jeff made his all about him. I, I know totally. But, and it's only cause you guys haven't gotten chicken dinners. How is that? My fault. Get good scrub. Oh, I could, I, I can get a chicken. dinner. I don't know. Can you, I can go to Popeye's. <laughs> you you want to know the funny thing the day before my first chicken dinner, I went to Popeye's. Uh, like I, I like for lunch. <laughs> I had, that's what I had. And then I came home and got it. It was really, it was, I thought it was fortuitous. Uh, yeah, I, I would put that over there. I mean, that's if I'm just being honest, um, and I, I, I think that's a pretty good list. If I'm also being honest. Um, yeah, I think that does it. Yeah, um, I for for me, I, I I don't know. I could go with any of these um, to win. Do you guys feel passionate about any of them?
2: I mean, I would pick New Dock City. I guess. But uh, I mean, I, I, kind of asking us to read a couple consensus about this is going to be kind of rough because yeah, I, 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 the one is so personal to you, Steph doesn't really. I uh, didn't play that part, of Mario. I didn't play Es Finch
0: actually. So I, I I played all three, and if I'm like, if I, I leave it in your hands. Jeff. Fair enough. I, I would I... I would actually probably go with Lewis Finch in the can- cannery. Uh, that oh, not how I thought you would agree with me. I don't leave it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's no. is, is awesome. Uh, but it it, it was just like it, it's special for a Mario game more than anything else. Uh, I mean, it's a really good moment for any game. Period. But it was special because it was in a Mario where you don't get those kind of moments a lot. Uh, that helped. Although I, I'm gonna, probably going to argue against anyone who makes arguments later in this week about why this game deserves or doesn't deserve anything because it it's about Mario. But for now, I, yeah, Lewis Finch in the Cannery. yeah, Fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it probably helps that I like, literally just played that, but it was mind-blowing. It was really cool.
1: It's just so thematically... Mm-hmm. And just mechanically innovative. It's good. It was, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, got, good.
0: it's got all the stuff I want. Like if it's gonna if you're gonna tell a story, do it with mechanics, and they did that. And it's mm-hmm. and it doesn't overstay its welcome. And it just like it really gives you that f- physical sense of being overwhelmed, and it does it well. So yeah, all right, yeah. that's our uh, our winner. So uh, uh, what remains of Edith Finch, the Lewis Finch, in the cannery moment. Uh, the runner ups there: New Ducks semi finale and getting a chicken dinner, your first chicken dinner in PUBG. All right, let's, uh, let's get into best writing. We'll just keep this moving, on, uh, moving along. Um, I'm going to read the nominees. And I think th- this one's pretty self-explanatory, I think. But it's like writing overall. It's not best story and it's not uh, best character. But I think it's the best combination of all those things uh, for the most part. Um, we have another category, category, best new character. But this is just like character writing, dialogue, plot, everything. Um, you know, Incidental world writing as well. So the, the nominees are Wolfenstein 2. What Remains of Edith Finch, Yakuza Zero, uh, I guess a lot of these I just kind of put on here just because I thought they should be, uh, Near Automata, Night in the Woods, Horizon Zero Dawn, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Torment, Tides of Numenera, that would have been Jason, uh, He's probably not going to be able to hear, be here to argue for that one, and Divinity, Original Sin 2, I think is the name. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any that we should add to here? I think that d- about does it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't really think
2: of any. Other. Yeah, you, you two have kind of, kind of already made your like cases for Wolfenstein Two and for Edith Finch. You know?
0: Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, that's yeah, true. and, and the, the, the the talking about the payoff with the ring is kind of the same example I would use here. So we can kind of maybe get into some of these other ones if we want. Uh, I, well, real quick, Mike, would you add the um, Uncharted game?
2: Uh, I mean, I don't. <sighs> I mean, it's like the rating's bad. The rating is good. but I don't know if that's not like the standout thing on that one. I, I would be fine not necessarily adding it because it's, it's not going to win.
0: I don't think that's fine. Um. Okay. Well, Stephanie, let's start. With- I think Horizon was written better than. It okay. Was I I think I, I could see that. Uh, Stephanie, is there anything here that stands out to you that you want to talk about?
1: Well, I love Night in the Woods. Like I kickstart. I was one of the Kickstarter backers. Mm-hmm. And I waited like four years for this <laughs> game. And it didn't disappoint me, which I was I was worried. I went in being like, there's no way that I'm gonna that this is gonna live up to my expectations after all these little side games that they released and all the anticipation. But I think it's great. I think I love that Infinite Fall, the developers came up with this term Rust Belt Gothic, because they're from the Midwest, you know, and and the whole sort of theme behind the game is just exploring this like decaying town where, like, people have left, the jobs are leaving, and just, like, the main character, May, comes, like, drops out of college and comes back home, and she's, like, trying to reconnect with her friends, and I just think, like, the writing is really great, it's really cheeky. I could see it sort of rubbing people the wrong way, because it's a little millennial, you know? (laughs) But I think it's, like, it just, like, sort of covers, like, a whole swath of topics, from, like, class issues to, like, interpersonal issues to like depression and mental health to like family you know drama so i i just think like it's just a great story it's one of those games where you can play several times i think because it's impossible to sort of talk to everyone and do everything and it just like comes together as a really great package
0: yeah i, I haven't played it yet but i've been i've been watching some streams here and there uh, to kind of get an idea um and it does seem like it, it's kind of it's raving uh, of a different type than you normally see in games. And it's of a uh, maybe maybe not higher caliber, but a, a high enough caliber that they're pulling off this different thing in a way that it feels very fresh. It just feels very yeah. unique uh, in the world that it exists compared to other games. Um, Mike, uh, well, Mike or Stephanie, do either of you want to go to bat for Near Automata? You're talking. This is so f- weird and fun. <laughs> so I listened to a, a couple of spoiler casts. I read some stories from people explaining why they like this game, and I it, it sounds like if I do keep playing, I might actually end up liking this game, just based on on what happens. Well, I still don't know what you don't like. It's boring. Okay, yeah. I'll, I mean, if you want me to just it's boring, yeah, I'll just. It's boring. It's like, it, it, it's boring, and 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 the mechanics. Aren't very exciting, even when they are switching from one thing to another. Uh, um, uh, and because that, no, th- this actually, this actually is the one complaint. Do the game, I do think it's kind of easy. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Oh God. It's it, very it,
1: easy. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it, to, uh, I got it to the point where it is basically playing itself now. But even when it wasn't, or if I turn that stuff yeah. off, it's like I'm, I'm just kind of going through the motions here. It's just like a wave of small little robots attacking me, and I gotta like, I gotta fight through a, almost an absurd number of them at some points. Like, and it does, it doesn't feel like there's any point to that. Like there's like I'm not learning anything new. I'm not discovering anything special about the game. I'm not learning learning finding any depth in the combat by doing this stuff. Uh, and then on top of that, I, I I mean the world is desolate for a reason. I get that. I, I honestly do now at this point. Um, and I, I kind of guessed it too, just based on some of the stuff. I'm like, okay, I, I know what one of the twists is here. Um, so, but the, the still, it, it's a boring world to one run from one place to the, to another. And uh, it's not like I'm gonna I'm gonna be stumbling across a lot of incidental writing. I'm not gonna find moments where oh, there, there's something that happened here, and now I understand that. Maybe uh, you know, maybe the like abandoned amusement park has some of that stuff, but you kind of get like it's one big giant metaphor. You kind of get it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Th- there's other reasons. I, yeah, I I just think the actual plane of the game is boring the right
1: yeah i can see that you're like just spamming yeah. the, the pod button basically
0: right and th- and that's what i mean i end up doing that most of the time in this first playthrough especially the, the, i think the writing's pretty predictable uh i i i understand now it does go to some places that are like the real shit like it gets into it in a real way uh but it's just it's so far from where i was at uh you know that said that moment with the little robots at the beginning of, of the second playthrough it's like okay i'm already starting to see like there's some they're going to show me some more stuff. They're going to get to the heart of these characters, and some of these characters are are just the, these robot communities or whatever. Um, I, I like that stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. Is, 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 Mike, you've played all the way through. Stephanie, you're further than me. Is there something in the writing that you guys think is you know worthy of recognizing? here? I mean, of most world? of the
2: writing, you're kind of right. It's not like, there's not a lot of incidental or even really environmental writing. The writing is characters talking to each other. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much where where it all is, and that it sounds yes. good. It's on the nose, like I said. It's, it's very Kojima esque, right? Where it's kind of a little uh uh weighty. I don't know if weight. No, weighty's not the word. It's a little melodramatic. It's a little. It's, it's a little it's anime. It takes itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, oh, it's super weeby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Super weeby. Even like uh, maybe a game that I didn't nominate. Maybe one of his Persona Five. Which when I think about it, maybe it's just because it has a lot of writing, but,
0: uh, <laughs> most like, writing, you know, yeah, one for
2: that, the most <laughs> writing award, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I I,
0: I, I, I don't want to make because I'm not saying it's a well, bad writing by any means. I just want to know if it, yeah. if it's good, like as you guys get further in.
2: I don't know if it if that if like the writing is specifically what. makes it good. I guess it does in a way. Like it It seems like it's got a lot of good things. Like what is writing sometimes? Yeah. Well, (laughs) I think, I
1: think the strength of the writing isn't necessarily in, I think it's sort of like JK Rowling. (laughs) Stick with me. So the Harry Potter books are not poetic, you know, like the writing itself isn't like that attractive, but the way she plots, you know, and the way it comes together as like a mystery You know, I feel like that's how it is with Nier. Like, the actual writing itself isn't great, but what the strength is is the way later playthroughs can recontextualize earlier scenes that sort of lend them extra meaning. So that that would be my argument for it, but I also don't think it's, like, super high-quality writing, to be totally honest. It feels
0: um, like it is doing some very good workman like writing in some very unique video gamey ways. And that's it, not like video gaming, video gamey is a, a dismissive pejorative. It's video gamey is like, this is stuff that can only happen in video games um, uh, kind of way. Yeah. And um, some of that stuff I think is very impressive. And it's, it seems like it like does get to those places, but I think there's some shortfalls as well. Uh, but I don't know. It's a
1: little laughable sometimes. Yeah. Like, the, the one of the bosses is literally screaming, "Nothing matters anymore," <laughs> at you, you know. And I was like, "Oh, jeez." But
0: yeah, so. and, but also they also like nail some of those um, very quotable moments right, of yeah. Come as gods and stuff like that. They they get that. They nail that stuff. Oh. So yeah, the,
1: the, the,
0: the, that was pretty yeah. good. And the way it was incorporated into the
1: music, mm-hmm. yes. and stuff, it's pretty uh, neat. right. It's and I think all that's yeah. part of the
0: world building, part of the writing. And they, they, I don't know. I, I'm I'm conflicted. Uh, maybe it'll squeak onto our final three. Um, Mike, you. I don't know. Her. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Mike, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah,
2: I think that one was one where I liked the writing of it quite a bit. Uh, I thought the characters were—they did a really good job of like making your—they fa- your, were like father character kind of likable and interesting in the beginning. Uh, just like a lot of the kind of incidental characters you would meet, uh, just side characters, they all seem to be kind of fleshed out. You kind of understood where they were coming from, what was going on. Um, I think there's a lot of world building done through the writing, which was fun. Uh, I guess as I think about it, the one thing maybe I lost at beta is like the, the overall quote unquote plot sometimes wasn't that uh exciting as i think about it now like i, I kind of remember like a lot of things but i don't like remember like i'm trying to think what did i do at the end of that mm-hmm. game i i saved everyone somehow i almost can't quite exactly how ha- remember how but something happened with but... stealth, with stealth. <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah there's something <laughs> uh but yeah i can't quite exactly remember but uh it was good
0: yeah i would echo echo that just it's got it, very good world world building i like uh I like the, the background information, everything that's uh, sort of propping up all the all your personal interactions, like all the, the different tribes and stuff. I mentioned this yesterday. Um, I thought that stuff was very cool and kind of gets me more and more interested. And it's clearly, clearly they have a good foundation here. Um, and it, you know, maybe the, yeah, maybe the, I have beaten the game. Maybe the plot doesn't fully pay off, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, we'll see. Um, Hellblade, I'm bringing, I brought up Hellblade just because... Uh, it does seem, it, 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 there's, the writing of the story I think might go one way or the other. I'm not going to beat this game. I'm just not enjoying the uh, actual playthrough enough. I might watch it, maybe. Uh, but I'm still, I still wanted to bring it up here because even in those first, the first two hours that I did play, um, the way that the voices in her head were written, it was, it felt very, like, I don't know if realistic's the right word. It felt truthful. It never felt embarrassing. It never felt like, oh, this is, ju- this is just trying to play up insanity for, the, for the, you know, the, the effect of it. They're just trying to use it as a special effect. felt like, no, this, is, this seems pretty honest. And the things that they're saying is not just like, oh, wacky out there stuff. It just seems like it's playing on the emotions the character's feeling at the time. And, and you know, the, all these voices are just putting words to those various feelings that she's experiencing all at once. And all that, that all that stuff was very good, and I was r- really impressed with that. Um, maybe there's some other elements here. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how much you guys have played, but that's what stuck out to me. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: It's like I, again, I don't know if it's realistic or what, but at least what I, I mean, what I liked about that it was kind of different, right? It was something new, uh, and, and that really does kind of carry the game through some of its other problems. Is that it? It really does feel unique, specifically through the writing. Like the writing is doing a lot of the work in keeping that game interesting.
1: Yeah, I, haven't, I was going to start on that tonight. But I think to the point of the voices, I wonder how much of it is the voice acting and how much of it is the writing because I've seen some playthroughs of it online and it seems like all the delivery, the deliveries are just like really fantastic and the acting, just the mocap and everything is just really kind of eerie. Yeah, I, and you guys are saying Oh yeah, too, for right? sure. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I, Mike, Mike's saying he thinks that that one character was like actual like almost, almost FMV. I'm not sure. Like the guy... That appeared in that vision very, very early in the early in the game. Like whatever it was, it was so realistic behind this fog that it, yeah, that was some, another thing that blew me away. But I, I also think that there is some writing elements in there that also made that good. I, I don't, I don't know. The delivery is very good, so yeah, it's hard to separate those two. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we could touch on some of these other ones real quick. Uh, I, I have played Torment. I have played some Divinity, but not enough. I've played a
2: bit of Divinity, too. The it, it writing is definitely good, yeah. but I've played it, enough of it. Different.
0: Right. It, it feels like it's one, like a really well-written one of those computer RPGs, could be, or just like any RPG. Like, if it's a really good written but, RPG and campaign. And, and, and there's a genre that kind of needs the good writing, right? Exactly. Um,
1: is Ties of Numenera like Planescape at all? Like, is the writing similar? Because I've played Planescape.
2: Right. I mean, it's supposed to be inspired by Yeah, that. It's a, it's a spiritual Writing's
0: successor. Like yeah, but I, I'm not sure if the writing is similar or not. I don't know.
1: Because um, yeah, if I recall, the writing was a little dry in Planescape, just for my personal taste. But it had so many interesting ideas and descriptive imagery and uh, just like a lot of world building, which is very impressive. Right.
0: I mean, I, I think that's one of the reasons that game is so revered. Um, yeah and, and apparently tides of numenera does a lot of that stuff really well i just i just don't know um yeah yakuza zero i just threw it on here because i thought i'd play more of it by now and i didn't
1: i love you you're a
0: liar i'm, I'm a liar hey, you uh, did you play yeah, <laughs> yakuza zero stephanie
1: I played Yakuza Kiwami, okay. yeah, and I because I went and be like, oh, it's just to be a macho gig whatever, sort of <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, I love it. yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I think it so. has, a, yeah, it does seem like it has a very sweet center. Um, there's something about it, yeah, like, it's very goofy. yeah, like the characters are silly and also try to t- again try to take themselves seriously, but they but if that's happening inside the uh, the context of the game and the developers all know that these are all silly characters, um, and that stuff really works for me, uh. I don't know, but I haven't played enough of it to really get it on the this list. I, my list for this would probably be Wolfenstein 2, uh, Edith Finch, and then I don't know, maybe Night in the Woods, but I haven't played that, maybe Nier Automata. So I, I don't know. Would you guys rather? What would your guys' list look like?
2: I guess if I had to put one of the ones I talk about, uh, how do I say it? Yeah, maybe Nier. Nier's just so weird. I love Nier. <laughs>
1: I would go with Night in the Woods over... I love Edith Finch and I love Night in the Woods, so it's a little tough, but I think I would go with Night in the Woods over Edith Finch just because um, it has so much personality and it's, as you said, Jeff, it's not really the kind of writing you see in games that often and I think that the sheer amount of dialogue that's in that game and just the way it really crafts the characters um, is is really unique. So I
2: wouldn't
0: want that on the list. I so, okay. So would you guys be okay with Wolfenstein two night in the woods near automata? I, I mean, I, if, if I need, yeah, yeah, if I need to, I'll, I'll like make a whole, whole other case for Wolfenstein two. But I mean, I, I honestly think it's one of the best written games ever. Uh, I need
1: to, I'm, I'm still really early. Yeah, I just got out of, no, I've been out of the wheelchair for a little bit yeah. now. I think I'm in the power suit.
0: All those here. early moments, <laughs> like they, they they feel very raw at the beginning, but they all pay off. Um, and and then there's you know that that's that's just the stuff that's present, presented in cutscenes. If you explore the ship in between missions, you're going to find a bunch of little stories. Like there's a really good one with Max Haas, who's this this really big you know strong guy who had has his head dented in. He clearly is uh, dealing with some uh, mental incapacity, um, but he you know and he. he behaves as a child, but he's clearly seen things that I think a lot of other people don't, and uh, they show that early in the game by he beats um, the super genius on your team. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's like the the Daya Shud, um, uh, you know, Jewish mystical scientist guy. Uh, he beats him at chess, and it's like, well, how did that happen? But then you start to see, like, oh, no, he's like this really intelligent artist. He sees things visually that other people don't, uh, and, it's, and the way they tell this story is slowly through, like, as you go and check on his, uh, on this mural that he's making in his room, it slowly changes over time and you could see a lot of the really cool, cool elements in in that painting. And it's like, that's, you know, there's not a lot of words to that. This character only says Max Haas, but this is all written into the game and it's, it's, it's just the way that they present it is, you know, visually. And it's, it's super cool. And there's a ton of stuff like that. And I just, yeah, I don't, really impressed with the writing in that one. So, um, I don't know I, I would pick that as the winner for this category but I don't know
2: uh, you seem to feel more strongly about that than I do with any of the kind of games I would think about so I I'm do
0: I if you wanted to give it and, and you guys I mean I, I figured we'd be going to this and maybe near automata you guys seem to have some reservations about that just some
2: mm. yeah mm-hmm.
1: I think the plot point stuck with me more than the actual writing like I think the the beats that they yeah, and they that's an
0: important part, designed, part of it I
1: mean, yeah it, it, it,
0: it is kind of
2: like B-movie anime trash, but I love yeah, it. With,
0: right? with a really in- impressive structure is what it sounds like. It's, it's got some... Yeah. It's like all the moment-to-moment stuff is that B-movie trash, but what it's doing structurally is really impressive, and that's where the good writing comes in. Okay. I could accept that. Uh, and Night in the Woods, I mean, I, I would you... Because I feel very strong about Wolfenstein, but I want to know if you feel that strongly about Night in the Woods.
1: I do feel strongly about it, but I also think that your mileage may vary with it. Like for me, it really stuck with me. You know, like it came out in, a, in January, I think, and I still think about it. And I still have I have the soundtrack, you know, that I bought that I listened to because um, I I think that uh, I think his name is what is his name Alec Holoka I think is his name. He also did the soundtrack for Tower Fall. Okay, oh yeah. So, I mean, it's just the whole. I think it's such a great experience. But because you guys haven't played it and I, I don't think it's for everyone, I wouldn't argue, you know, vehemently about it. But I do think for
0: me, it's going to be my <laughs> that, <that's list>. totally, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. for my game of the year list. Hey,
0: we'll we'll, we'll move, move on to the next one. Then I think Wolfenstein 2 can take this. I, I'll, I'll try to think. I mean, I do think some people might not. It might not be for everybody because it is going to be violent and it'll be hard to get past some of that stuff. And it does. um not really care about the tone it's trying to present you. I think that's a deliberate choice and it works really well because it's, sometimes it's, it's done deliberately to make the point like, you know, this is a silly game about Nazis. Like that's absurd. Right. And, but the, the things they put around the silly Nazis, that's where all of their subtext is. And that's really important. Uh, so the, those various tones, uh, that's not a problem. It's not some issue, but I think some people will see that as a tone problem, but I don't know. I still think it's probably the, yeah, p- I think
1: it's, it's interesting that you're talking about these emotional beats because just from my very limited playtime in it, like I was just a little like, "Oh, this, these Nazis are kind of over the top," right. you know. So I, I'm interested to get right. and, the meat of the story. Yeah,
0: and the, th- the, the yeah. point is that you know the Nazis aren't—I mean, they're the, the bad guys because they're Nazis in the game Wolfenstein, and they're Nazis. <clears> but it's all the, the things existing around the Nazis. That's where the—that's where they make their point. That's what—that's what matters, and that's what they did so well. Okay. Um, all right. So Wolfenstein 2. Ooh. And then uh, the runner ups are Near, Auto- uh, Near Automata and Night in the Woods. All right. Let's get through this last category. I think this one will probably go pretty quick quickly just because Stephanie said you haven't played a ton of these. And Mike is clearly oh, getting fatty. disinterested. You can Look at this stupid board I'm face. sleepy. You know? <laughs> yeah. You've got you to drink more beers before. I think that'll help. Um, Mike, why don't you kind of give me – okay, let, let me do the nominees first, and then we'll go into Overwatch and Hearthstone if you want to touch on those. Um, so Overwatch, Hearthstone, Minecraft, GTA Online, Hitman, Warframe, Team Fortress 2, uh, Rocket League, Path, Path of Exile. Um, some of these we don't even have to really talk about, but I think the big ones here are probably Overwatch, Hearthstone, maybe Minecraft, uh, and Rocket League, and I—I I would probably say Hitman a little bit. um I don't play GTA Online enough to really talk about it. No,
2: uh, it's funny because I don't know anyone who does. Like people must be playing it a lot. Right? I think the right? people that play it play like, it a lot, Heard- and
0: they're, they're just in their own insular yeah. groups, and that's that's totally cool. It's just I don't know enough. um So, Mike, yeah. give me I'm um, watching Hearthstone. Hearthstone, oh
2: I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, it makes me young too.
0: I get it, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hearthstone did actually have a super good year. They had um. Uh, three three full expansions come out. This is the first year where they did that, where there were no of those like, solo inventor things that just kind of had fewer cards in some uh, AI encounters. It was just all 135 card expansions, three of them. Uh, and the last two ones still came with significant single-player content, which was really neat. Uh, and all the expansions have been uh, pretty good. The uh, first one, Journey to Angora was maybe my favorite expansion uh, the game's ever had. Uh, second one, Knights of Frozen Phone, was a lot of fun. Uh, the, the new one, uh Cobals and Catacombs, just came out like about a week ago. So it's hard to say like how, you know, if the meta is, is good or not, but I'm having fun with it. The uh the, the dungeon run, the single player they added to that has been really good. So over uh, Hearthstone's been really impressive this year. Overwatch, uh, you know, I, I still love the game. I play it all the time. It it had some cool stuff uh, added. Moira recently, the new healer. Was, uh, was a was a really fun addition you had i think arisa was way early in the year that's like the new tank she's been successful uh doomfist has kind of been a problematic addition to the game because they, they kind of made this high concept like brawler character and at first he was like they had to nerf him because he's kind of built around this one punch kill mechanic and it was like the hitbox was too big people said so then they like reduced the hitbox and then there's all these bugs with it. And basically, he's, he's kind of just un, not unusable, but close to it. He's just not very strong because he just his play style is just go into the middle of the fight, hope you land your kind of one-hit kill, and then try to escape. Uh, so that character's kind of been a little bit of a challenge for them, I think. There's also the whole Mercy thing where uh, they wanted to get rid of her Mass Resurrect skill because it was kind of not great for the game. It was this kind of weird, boring thing where... Like her one ability to resurrect your entire team is really powerful, but you don't want her to be dead. So, like, Mercy's would intentionally kind of hide in a corner, wait for their team to die, and then fly in and resurrect them. So, they got rid of that, gave her just this new ultimate where she can, like, kind of fly around and, and do some things. And they made Resurrect a single ability on a 30 second cooldown. And then it became more of a problem because, well, now she can just resurrect a friendly player every 30 seconds. That's also just way too good. All the other. Healers are completely outclassed by it. Uh, and they, they eventually fixed it uh, by making it that when she cast it. She's, it. There's like a cast time, and she's super vulnerable while she's doing it. And now, it's funny, because she still sees a ton of play. She's still very good, just because resurrecting people in a team-based game with only, you know, six people on each team, that's a super powerful ability. Uh, so, so they got through it, but it, it was kind of an annoying, like that one patch where Mercy was just too good. They also buffed Junkrat and, and made him a little too strong. Uh, it, was, it was kind of rough there for a bit, but I mean, They've been doing a, a good job of you know, adding stuff to the game and doing other uh, events and stuff. But I think out of those two, Hearthstone definitely had the better year as far as ongoing support. Yeah,
0: I, I think you're probably... I mean, Overwatch had a lot of support. I think just they had some more misses than Hearthstone did. Um, I don't look... And I will say
1: about Kobolds and I Because I played Hearthstone for a little bit, and then when that came out, I was... It actually piqued my interest enough to go back in and try to Cause play. Because a single player, which yeah, because a single player, and then it froze my phone, and then my phone started boot looping and <laughs> died, and then I had to get a new phone.
2: <laughs> so get <laughs> so I can't off you. Speak to. First <laughs> one killed your phone. I like yeah. it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, I think it was iOS, but yeah, but yeah. So I think that does speak to the new things they're adding in. That it was enough to sort of make right. It- a sort of fair weather player like myself be like, Oh, that sounds kind of interesting. You know,
0: I, I will say know. that I have considered thinking about installing it again. And I was like, yeah, and I you know we'll see if I ever actually do think about it But right now. I'm still just considering it. Um The rest of this list. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I feel really bad because I think the game that I've been playing or not one of the many games i I was going to try to play this last month was rainbow six siege. And I honestly think that's probably the real winner of this category, but I didn't get around to actually playing it. Um, right, like I know a lot of people have. It's it's interesting how much you care about Warframe all of a sudden this year, right? Like that right, game, well,
2: like has been doing really that game well. Just, it's, I, that game's
0: like on like it. just an upward, a steady upward tra- trajectory where it started really low, but it has just constantly like doubled its player base over time to the point where now when a new piece of content comes out, it's doubling you know a million players into two million players, and it's something insane. Um, uh, that's just another game I haven't put a ton of time with uh, to end with, so. I don't know. The the two games I would probably want to talk about here are well maybe I'll I'll talk about Minecraft, Hitman and Rocket League. Um uh Ugh. Yeah, I I'll just and I think the the rest of them we can just kind of toss out cuz I'm not going to go to bat with any bat for any of them. Uh let's start with Rocket League. They I think they course corrected uh, pretty hard this year in terms of Throwing out the various uh, arena sizes or re- arena shapes, I should say. So, uh, that was a weird thing where you would go into competitive play or not but any sort of play, and they would have these arenas that were suddenly like slanted on the side or a circular shape or something. And you got so used to playing on the standard uh, arena that those always threw everyone off forever, no matter how much you played the game. Uh, they've gotten rid of that. Every arena is now the exact same sh- shape and size. And it's really done a lot, I think, to uh, like just refocus the game on actually skilled play, which is nice. Um, the, in terms of their cosmetic support, what they, it does seem like they've done a lot to figure out their loot box system and make that work really well. I, I think uh, the one big thing here is you can collect a bunch of items from one tier, out of these random loot boxes that everyone thinks is gambling and probably is a little bit. But if you get all these little items that you don't like, you could trade them in and get something on the next tier that you do like and you can pick it. So like it, you always feel like you're progressing even when you're not getting stuff you like. Um, and that's been very smart. And I think it's one of the reasons you never hear hear anyone complaining really about loop, uh, loot boxes in Rocket League, even though I think they do use a key system. Um, so yeah that's been very smart. I'm glad they I'm 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 glad they've kind of figured that out. Uh Hitman um Hitman didn't get a, a ton of support this year in part because Square Enix sold or you know just got rid of the company just you know kicked it out of its company basically. And IO Interactive you know it, it went independent, kept the Hitman license and was quiet for a long time and then all of a sudden they released season 2 or not season 2, but they released like a a, a best of sort of thing with a, a new campaign um and New skins for the maps and stuff like that, and it's 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 very good. It's just not, I think, what Hitman needed in terms of ongoing support. I was kind of hoping they would find a way to keep it with weekly updates. I know their, their their situation kept them from doing that. I just hope they don't abandon that model going forward. Um, but we'll see. And then and then Minecraft. Um, it's it's worth pointing out that this is a this game has really t- turned into one massive service. The big thing here is that they figured out how to for most of the versions of the game, bring them all into one thing. so if you play on your phone, if you play on Xbox and you play on like the Windows Ten version or whatever, you can everything you do can carry over to the other platforms and if you buy something like on Xbox, it'll carry over to these other ones and Microsoft has found a way to bring in Nintendo on this so when once the switch version gets uh, incorporated in, in, into this uh, ecosystem, you could buy something on uh, you know, an Xbox one and it'll carry over to the Nintendo version of the game, except for like a couple of like very specific Microsoft IPs like Halo or whatever. And like vice versa, Mario won't work on uh, the Microsoft game. Uh, but I mean, it's it, it, they, they f- kind of getting that whole thing like figured out as they were releasing a, a Minecraft on every system. Uh, I, I think it's pretty impressive. And at the same time, they built out the Minecraft mar- marketplace with all of these community creators. And at a time when, uh, Valve is backing away from community community creation and enabling uh, people, you know, fans to build items to sell to other fans. Uh, something that they've they're paying out less for that stuff. They they, they don't seem interested like they once were. Um, Microsoft is showing no like there are still big companies that want to make this work and they are like doubling down and trying to make it a big deal and that's very cool. Um, but. I don't know for all three of these games. I don't feel like any of them had the kind of support that would attract me, like even overwatch or even Hearthstone. I mean, Hearthstone's expansions alone, are, I think are more interesting than a lot of the stuff that happened on all, like all three of these games. So I'm not sure, Mike, wh- where are you at in terms of wanting to build this final list?
2: That's one Hearthstone on there. That's the only thing I think I feel very strong.
0: I think Hearthstone probably wins actually. Um, yeah. I and I'm not. I don't even know. We don't necessarily even need to have other runners up. Do you, would you want Overwatch as a runner up, or do you feel like its year it was that rough?
2: It wasn't that rough. Like I said, I don't know. It, it was a little annoying, uh, with specifically that mercy, that mercy change, and uh, Doomfist is still kind of in a rough state. But I mean, you know, they still have added some some pretty good maps. Uh, the events are nice. Like I said, the support is it's good and it's there, and, and you know they're never doing anything maliciously.
0: Uh yeah I, I, I just again I wish if, I'd be you know
2: if, we, if if we need a runner up we can throw it in there sure but uh
0: mm, I think I might, this one might be better off if we just just name Hearthstone and we don't because we don't have to force anything on there so all right cool I think that uh, that worked out well Uh yeah and that's I think that's going to do it for us uh that was three topics I think that's our only three topic day so I mean other than the game of the year one where we'll probably take for a long time figuring that out but um yeah
1: that's going to be a death exactly. match that will go on for Yeah, hours. something.
0: Yeah, at least. <laughs> um, but that's coming up uh, in two days from now, so stick around for that. Tomorrow we'll have a few more categories, so join us then. Um, you know, I, I guess we could just tell people where they could find us on the internet, and then we'll get out of here. Mike. Yo, my name's
2: uh, Mike Naughty, and I am Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O, on Twitter. You can also find me at uh, the Exploding Barrel Podcast, which I do for week with my brother. That's at ebpodcast.com. And Stephanie?
1: Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Swayju that's S-W-E-I-J-U-C-H-A-N and I also write the Indie Beat call for Games Week every Thursday which is which highlights like in-progress games, so you should definitely reach out to me if you have something that
0: you want to talk about. And I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter I'm uh, Jeffrey Grubb YouTube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb on YouTube uh, Twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb um, This is an embargo until our Friday right now, but this episode will come out like later this year Mike and Stephanie, how jazzed are you guys that Phil Fish is doing the interface and like boot up thing for that analog, that sure. super analog NT thing? Did you see this, Mike? It's so. I can't, I can't, can't contain my excitement, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it is dope, though. So it's so good. It's like really good. Yeah. I, uh, it looks. Yeah, great. it's totally awesome. Okay, well, I'm gonna. Be, that, that should be coming out in, like a two weeks from now. I'm totally gonna get one. All right, guys. What's in this episode? We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Thank yeah. you.